You're listening to Breathe, Focus, Repeat, a podcast about business ownership and self-discovery. I'm Brooke Monahan. I help business owners get out of the cycle of overthinking and overdoing and help them build businesses that light them up and serve their life without burning them out. I love shedding light on what is really holding us back. And as an entrepreneur myself, I'm here to show you what it really takes to make it happen. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Breathe, Focus, Repeat. At the time that you are listening to today's episode, my early applications um, are open for my new program, Dream Biz Training Camp. Yay! If you are on the wait list, make sure to go ahead and get your application in. Um, As of the time of recording, I have 12 spots available. Um, I'm expecting one to two of those spots to go throughout the course of today before applications actually open. Those were by private invite. And I have significantly more people on the wait list than there are available spots. So if this feels like the right thing for you, make sure to go ahead and get your application in. Um, Before we get into today's episode, I just want to give you a little bit of information about the application process um, because I've gotten a couple of questions. Basically, The point of the application is really just to make sure that this program is going to give you the support that you need. Um, I am not excluding people who don't seem ready. I am not um, looking to see, do you really have what it takes? (laughs) This program is like the opposite energy of that. Um, I really just want to make sure that you feel supported from the get-go. And a big part of that is to get some information from you first to make sure that this is really going to offer you what um, what you need. And if you need more, then I want to make sure that you know that. If you need something different, I want to make sure that you know that. Chances are by the time that you, if you actually get through the application, then it's right for you. And um, if you're questioning, if you're ready, then it's almost definitely right for you. And if you're questioning, if you should be the one to take one of these spots, then it's definitely right for you because those are all things that come up for the people who can really, really benefit from this work the most. Um, Those feelings of, is this the right time? And am I the right person? And Am I really going to start showing up for myself now? Um, Should I wait for the next thing, right? That sort of self-questioning is a big piece of it. And I want this application to basically just be an extra step in there to make sure to give you the assurance that you need and some one-on-one feedback on um, what I think you'll get out of the program. So with that, I'm really excited for today's episode because this is like at the root of everything that I'm going to be talking about um, in this program and helping um, move through with this group of um, 15 entrepreneurs that I'm going to be working with over the next three months. And it is what made the biggest difference in my business and my life. It's what changed everything. It's what spurred me to start even start working on this program. It's what start, spurred me to even do this launch. It's what ultimately spurred me to start my business. But I think that um, as I'm going to address in today's episode, we have a tendency to go through these big spurts of action and then we kind of uh, go into a lull where we're kind of like settling in and, and just taking what we're given and not really continuing to push ourselves forward. And so um, in today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about what changed for me, what I know now. And um, as I talk about this, 
I will also be telling you about the five, the six things, the six modules and live teachings that I'm going to be doing in the um, Dream Biz Training Camp program because these are the six things that I've had to do and that have made the biggest difference for me. Even as I go through this launch, these are the things that I am really, really grounding myself in because I know that it is ultimately what is going to create a successful launch. It's what's going to create a successful program. Um, every single day I look at these six things now and I put myself through them because it's a way for me to, um, really live in as this person who I, um, want all of us to kind of, it's like, I I'm, I'm allowing myself to access what I want to be available to all of you. And by doing that, I have to trust that, that, um, that is what is going to make me successful because this is, I, I fully believe in this. And if I am selling this, then I have to believe in it. And if I believe in it, then I have to live by it. And I have to trust them that living by it is going to be what is going to allow me to have everything that I desire for my business, for my life, and um, to be the business owner that I want to be. So I'm really excited for this episode. So Really at the root of all of this is this this message that I really want you to understand, which is that you have way more power over your situation than you're giving yourself credit for. So let me tell you about a turning point that happened for me in my business. So when my grandmother passed, um, and this was a few months ago at this point, um, everything changed for me because I had been in a period of um, things had been working really well and then things weren't working and then I was trying to force things forward and trying to figure out what I had done wrong to make things not work. And the morning that my grandmother passed, I woke up and um, I immediately thought to myself, because I was just reflecting on, you know, death will bring this up, just immediately reflecting on like, the fact that we only have obviously like a limited amount of time here. And I thought to myself, like, if this were my last day on earth, how would I feel? And is this the way that I've been spending my time? Is that how I would want to spend my last day on earth? Um, and no, like the answer was no, I was not happy. I realized that, um, you know, I had created this business to give me a certain life and to be able to live out my dream. And yet I was running it in a way that was making me feel like I was wasting time here. Like I was wasting time in my life. I wasn't living each moment the way that I wanted to. I wasn't fully present and I wasn't being the person that I wanted to be. And I wasn't allowing myself the things that I wanted to have. Right. And the bottom line is that like I created my business so that I can live every single day like it's my last day on earth. Otherwise, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> right? Because if I'm going to like f- force myself through work that is n- not ultimately going to be like really fulfilling and allow me to feel like I'm living out my dreams, then I'll just go and get a job. So that way the money comes in and I don't have to dedicate the brain power to making the entire thing run, right? I'll show up and just do what I'm told. It's a lot easier (laughs) if that's going to be my reality. If I'm just going to accept that I can't create 
the life for myself that I want and like my day-to-day or moment-to-moment. And I created my business so that I have full control over my day-to-day and my moment-to-moment. So I'm not saying, let me just clarify really quick, I'm not saying that I expect my business to always feel like a dream. Obviously, that's not true. I know that I'm going to have to do things that I don't want to do sometimes, right? I know that some days are going to be better than others because I'm a human being, but I want to be able to look at it and say, you know what, this is all worth it and this is what I want to be doing. I don't want to be doing anything else. I want to be able to you know, face the fact that I only have a limited amount of time on this earth and know that I am spending it the way that I want to be spending it and to not feel like I'm wasting moments on something that doesn't feel like it is like fulfilling of, you know, my purpose and giving me the life that I want. So when I realized when I had this sort of wake up was that I was forcing things. I was desperate. I was feeling really desperate. It had to work. I was thinking about the fact that if it didn't work, I was going to have to go and get a job, um, that, you know, this could all be over. I needed to make it work. There was no choice. I was, and it was this very desperate, like energy and very forceful energy. And I also realized that I was allowing myself to be trapped. So I was telling myself that I didn't have what it took. Like maybe I just needed to bite the bullet and like buy some Facebook ads or something like that because some <laughs> clearly like whatever I was doing wasn't working, right? So I was telling myself like whatever I'm doing isn't working and um, I just need like to, you know, take one of these like easy outs because I uh, clearly whatever I'm doing isn't working and maybe I just don't have what it takes. I was telling myself that I didn't have a big enough audience. That was a big one. That's always been a big one for me is I just need to um, focus on growing my audience, which is so, so interesting because do I believe that I need a big audience to run my business? No, obviously not. You guys know that like, I don't have many followers. I don't have many people who listen to this podcast. I have a really small group of people and that has sustained me thus far. And I know that I don't need more followers and I don't even actively try to get more followers. And yet, I still tell myself that I need to just grow my audience before I'll be ready to really kind of up level. Um, I was also telling myself that things would be easier if only I had more money to invest um, because then I could get the support that I needed, but I didn't have the money. So therefore my hands were tied, (laughs) right? Like this is, this is, I was allowing myself to be trapped. I was telling myself that I was trapped. I was telling myself that all of those other things would be would be great, but I didn't have those things. So therefore, my hands were tied and like this just sucked. That was kind of where I was at. And the day that I woke up and realized that I was walking around with that sort of energy in my day to day, I knew that something needed to change because I was desperate. I was impatient. I was questioning myself. I was starting to give up on the idea that it was even possible to grow the sort of business that I wanted in the way that I wanted to grow it. Like I was thinking like, well, maybe these, all of these like sleazy kind of business owners on online, on Instagram, who I totally don't click with and hate everything that they're saying, maybe they're onto something. Like maybe what I think is possible just isn't possible because it's not working. I felt like I was being naive. Like I didn't know what I was doing and I should be doing what they were telling me to do. And 
I wasn't like ready to like, it wasn't fully like a, oh, if I can't beat him, join him sort of thing. But I was like starting to approach that way of thinking where I was like questioning myself and thinking that they knew something that I didn't. And which means that I had basically just lost faith in my own ideas. And that is not okay. <laughs> like that to me is really alarming because that sort of thinking will never get you to a place where you can actually have everything that you desire. It's ne- that sort of thinking will never fuel you to create what you want to create, period. So at that point, everything changed because I, I realized it. And the moment I saw it, I was just no longer willing to accept the idea that I didn't have any control over my situation. I, like I was done <clears throat> feeling like I was supposed to just wait for it to be the right time. The reality is that like you can be passive and wait th- for things to be handed to you and wait for the circumstances to be perfect. Or you can create what you want. You can get after it and you can claim it for yourself. You can be comfortable, well-liked, modest, or you can create what you want, period. I really believe that. I think that those are your choices. And I had been making a choice for probably a couple months. I was in this place where my choice was to allow myself to feel trapped, to tell myself that I didn't have power over my situation, to tell myself that the circumstances weren't right, to tell myself that I didn't have what it, what I needed to tell myself that it wasn't my turn yet. I just needed to wait a little bit longer. I didn't get to have that yet. That's what I was telling myself. And that morning when I woke up and saw this, I realized that things needed to change. And it wasn't that like the next day, everything was different, but I started down this process through this process of really like holding myself accountable for my current situation and being like, I am done waiting. I'm just done. So like, what am I going to do? And I'm going to tell you about the like six things that I've really leaned into. And these are the things that I am going, that I've actually created this program around. So these are going to be the six live teachings um, that are going to be every other week. And whether you are interested in the program or not, uh, I want you to listen in on these because you can still reflect on how they're showing up for you. And I want you to understand the importance of this. And I want you to understand just how much control and power you you actually have over your current situation and over your ability to move forward and to up level. So number one, so you need to get clear on what you actually want, because if you are not clear on what you want, you are just pushing things forward for the sake of pushing things forward. So here's, and here's the thing on this. Do not cop out on this. Do not say that you just don't know what you want. Don't skip this step. Don't tell yourself that like you don't need to even be aware of what you want. It's a really like this, this one is really big. It sounds so simple and it is really big for a few reasons. So first of all, we love to focus on the fact that we don't know what we want. We love to say, I don't even know what I want. And yet We're telling ourselves, I don't really know what I want. And yet we are pushing things forward so hard because we're telling ourselves everything's going to be great once we get X, once we get six figures, 
once we have this thing done, once we have more time. So we're kind of like allowing this desire to run our lives, even though it might not even be what we truly want, because we're not even thinking really consciously about what we want. So like this is a really, really, really important step. So instead of focusing on what you, on the fact that you don't know what you want, because we can tell ourselves that forever, and that is a mindset, you can get stuck caught in that mindset of, I don't know what I want. Instead of telling yourself that you don't know what you want, focus on what you do know. And you, you're not going to know everything, but you're going to know some things. Do you know that you want to take Fridays off? Do you know that you want to buy a house this year? How much money is it going to take? Right? You don't need to know everything, but you can't ignore what you do know. You need to start focusing on what you do know that you want. Because if you get in the habit of ignoring what you do know you want, and you're not even entertaining that stuff, you're not even listening to it, and you're not trusting it, then what do you expect? Like, of course you won't be able to see what you want. Of course you're going to say, I don't even know what I want. Because you're actively ignoring the things that you do know that you want. And the things that you want, your desires, the things that you really want from your business, the way that you want your business to feel every day when you show up to it, the sorts of services that you want to be providing, the people that you're working with, the money that you want to make, the life that you want to live, the things that you want to buy, the vacations you want to go on, the amount of hours a week that you want to be working, all of that, it's all there. You're just ignoring it. And so like the first step is to start practicing listening to yourself and listening to what you really want and start entertaining that. The other thing that we do so often is we hold ourselves back from embracing what we want because we think that we're going to get our hopes up and then we're going to be disappointed. So we we tell ourselves, right, I don't want to get all excited about this thing because then if it doesn't happen, I'm going to like get hurt. I'm going to be disappointed. And what that tells me is that you've already decided that it's not going to happen for you. Like you, that mindset is you saying, I don't even want to think about what I want because I know that I can't have it. That's what you're saying. So if you aren't even willing to entertain what you want, how do you expect to create it, right? Being unwilling to look at your desire, like being being unwilling to look it in the face and say, yes, this is what I want because of the fact that you're afraid it's going to disappoint you if you don't get it, is basically you closing your eyes crossing your fingers and just hoping that it's all going to magically appear. But the interesting thing is that even if it did, you if you're still stuck in this mindset of ignoring those things and not looking at them and not embracing what you know that you want, then even if they did appear, you wouldn't even recognize them because you don't even know what they are. Opportunities that arise that would allow you to have what you wanted, you will not even see them because you've already counted yourself out, you have not even entertained what you want enough to even know what the steps to get there are. So have enough faith in yourself to at least be honest about what you want. That's step one. You need to know it. You need to feel it. You need to get excited about it. You need to let your guard down enough to allow yourself to get excited about it. If you don't, You cannot take the actions that you need in order to get yourself there because you won't know what they are. You won't see the opportunities. So allow this for yourself. Allow yourself to trust what you really want and embrace it. 
This doesn't mean that you need to talk to everybody about it and don't talk to people who aren't going to get it. Don't talk to people who are going to discourage you from it. Do not even entertain the idea that it is unattainable for you. Get excited about it. Start thinking about it a lot. Allow yourself to get excited about it. Allow yourself to to know what it is that you want. And we're going to get to, in in one of the next uh, sections that I'm going to be talking about, we're going to get to this, this, you know, managing the disappointment piece. But I don't think that avoiding this is the answer. And this is like with money too, right? Like we love to talk about like, when I, you know, making six figures, like this is a big thing, making six figures, making seven figures. It's like once you get to six figures, the next level is seven figures, which like actually there's like so much money between six figures and seven figures. It just really feels like bypassing to me. But like we want to say, right, like, oh, once I make six figures and it's like, have you even thought about how much money you actually need in order to live the life that you want? There's a specific number. Get specific about it. Because otherwise, like, if you are not clear on what you want, and it could be money, it could be time, it could be lifestyle stuff, right? Then it's like you're not even, it's not possible for you to create it. It's not possible for you to receive it because you haven't given any sort of, you haven't given it a place, And you haven't like claimed it. It's like saying like, oh, I want to be able to work like 20 hours a week, but you haven't even thought about what you want to do with all of your free time. So then the free time appears and it's like you just end up working because you haven't even thought about what you actually want to do with all of that time. Think about what you want to do with the money, right? Think about what you want your life to look like and your business to look like and to feel like. Think about it a lot. And then it will become possible to create it because you're going to be able to see it and you're going to be able to suddenly know how to get there because it's a concrete thing to work toward instead of just a mindset of denying things to yourself. Okay. I went on that one for a while. <laughs> Step two. Step two, or sec- the, the second kind of bucket, maybe not a step, but part of the process is being willing and able and actively stepping into your zone of genius. So people talk about zone of genius a lot, and I actually don't think that it's usually explained very well. So Gay Hendricks, who wrote the book, The Big Leap, it's an amazing book if you've never read it or listened to it. Um, he talks about zone of genius and that your zone of genius is kind of like what's most effortless to you. So it's just like easy. It is like a natural ability for you when you're doing it. It seems like time almost like expands, like you just get lost in it. Um, you could just keep going on doing it. It's just really easy and effortless. So where we get confused is that we think like my zone of genius is what I'm really good at. So what do people tell me I'm great at? And then we take their word for it that that's our zone of genius. And that's actually usually like a zone of excellence sort of thing. And oftentimes, like we don't even allow people to see our zone of genius. So we really can't take other people's word for it. First of all, they don't know how it feels when we're in that place. And a lot of zone of genius is about how effortless it is for you and how just easy and um, like natural it feels. So other people don't know that. And also like we don't allow people to see our zone of genius very oftentimes. And so nobody, oftentimes other people don't, couldn't possibly know what it was. 
because nobody really knows what it is except for us. So the reason we don't let people see it is because being in that, in your zone of genius feels so effortless and amazing. Like usually it is something that you really, really enjoy doing. If it's something that you're getting caught up in and wrapped up in, it just feels so natural to you that we don't really let ourselves hang out there for very long. Because first of all, we don't have that much capacity to feel good for an extended period of time before we start scanning for what we're missing and what's, what's going wrong. So Gay Hendricks calls that the upper, upper limit problem. And the other thing is that we have this idea that in order for our work to be valuable, it should be hard. So we will tell ourselves when we're in those places, when we're in that place, in that place of zone of genius, that we're not actually working. And like, we will feel guilty for hanging out in our zone of genius because it doesn't feel, oftentimes it doesn't feel like real work. So we have been taught that it should be hard. And that is oftentimes why we don't allow ourselves to step into our zone of genius or even entertain that something is our zone of genius and why we we take other people's word for it when they tell us what we're really good at and we allow that to, to direct us instead of trusting ourselves and what comes naturally to us. So a huge part of the work is allowing things to be easy, which is difficult because that is vulnerable. Like ask yourself the question, Gay Hendricks asks the question in the beginning of The Big Leap, are you willing to feel good all the time? Ask yourself that question, what comes up? What fears are there? What do you immediately think? Like, well, I can't feel good all the time because of this. What will I miss? What, right? So that's the place that your brain probably goes when you're in this in your zone of genius because being in your zone of genius feels amazing. So this program that I'm creating came out of me kind of leaning more into my zone of genius because I could talk about mindset forever. Like I could talk about this. I've been talking about it for like over a year at this point. I could talk about it forever. Just coaching. That's in my zone of genius, like just doing coaching. But it's hard because people have are always telling me people who I really respect and really, really love and take their um, take what they have to say is very valuable, have told me like, oh, if you add this thing in, like that's probably, people would really, really love that from you. Like you should do that. I would totally buy that if you did that. Or if you did this, it might make it more marketable, right? Like it would be easier to sell it if you did this. Like what sort of concrete thing can you kind of add in there? But I need, so it's like, it's like I'm quite, it's up until this point, there's been this need for me to always bring something more tangible into it. Like I'll, I'll do people's websites. I'll help people with their copy, right? Because that can make it more tangible. Just coaching is my zone of genius. But sometimes the advice of other people is to add other things to make it more marketable. But I need to trust myself enough to know that if I do that, I'm holding myself, like if I take bring those other things into it and I don't allow myself to just be a coach, or just talk about mindset, then I'm holding myself back from what I'm really capable of because what I'm really capable of is in that space. The more time that I'm spending doing things that are more concrete or working on websites or writing copy, the less time I am helping people understand the blocks that are holding them back. And that is a detriment to everybody. So I need to be able to trust myself to fully live in my zone of genius. And you need to be able to trust yourself to fully live in your zone of genius. And it might take a lot of time 
to understand and really fully grasp what your zone of genius is because of the fact that it is going to feel so ridiculously easy for you. Okay. The third one. So this is the third thing that you need to be willing to do and that you really need to step into in order to really take control over your situation and move your business forward, no matter what your circumstances. You need to commit. You don't need to hustle. So in order to create what you want, you need to be committed. You will have to do things that you don't want to do. I guarantee you. (laughs) The key is to be able to spot the few important oftentimes scary and vulnerable things that you know you need to do and to trust yourself to do them instead of telling yourself that you can you can do it after you do this thing first or I just need to have this done first and then I'll be able to do that I'll be able to launch right this is my version of it I'll be able to launch the program after I grow my audience some more Right now, I just need to focus on pitching myself to podcasts and doing like, you know, guest speaking and guest coaching. And then once I make more connections, then I'll be able to launch. When the whole time it was like, no, you just need to launch, just launch, (laughs) right? So I created all of this work for myself that I convinced myself I needed to do before I could do the scary, vulnerable thing. Now, this is not to say that, you know, look, growing your audience is not a bad thing, not a bad idea, right? But it's being able to spot when you are avoiding something scary and vulnerable versus when you're actually doing the thing that you know you need to do. Sometimes pitching yourself and making connections is the scary vulnerable thing. Then you'll tell yourself yourself that you just need to get your website right first because that's where you're going to direct them, (laughs) right? There's like these things that we tell ourselves we need to do first. Those are the things that are going to burn us out because that is the work that is not actually getting us anywhere. That's the work that will have us just spinning out, not making any traction. And it's holding us over, making us feel busy, making us feel like we're working toward what we really want, but it's actually not because we're not committing and trusting ourselves to do the few scary, vulnerable things that are actually going to move us forward. So committing oftentimes means letting go of unnecessary work to make space of what you know you really need to do. Like, so often up-leveling your business means working a lot less. I hear it over and over and over again. So the person that you know you need to connect with, like think about it this way, right? It's like you're thinking about, this is just just kind of like an analogy. If you're thinking about like getting a client, right? Your ideal client could live next door to you. You might know that that your neighbor is the person that you need to work with. It is a lot scarier to go and ring their doorbell and say, hey, (laughs) I'm offering this thing and I think that would be really perfect for you. Like, would you be interested in this? Than it would to post on Instagram. So it's like you could either get off the couch, walk next door. (laughs) And if you live where I live, then your next door neighbor lives real close knock on the door and have a conversation in like three minutes and get a client. Or you could create a very elaborate content strategy and post on Instagram once per day, five days per week for three months in hopes of getting one client that's as good as that, right? So there are choices like that that we make all the time. Are you committed to doing the scary, vulnerable thing? Or are you hustling 
to do the work that is making you feel busy and making you feel like, you know, it looks like work on the outside, but it's actually not really moving you forward. All right. Number four, you need to show up believing in what you're selling and invite your people in. So it is one thing to show up, you know, five days per week on Instagram and talk about your offer and check the boxes. And the thing is that at first, like if you're not showing up at all, then you really do just need, just say something, just show up and say something and just start getting the momentum. Just get comfortable talking to your people. Right. But at a certain point, people can tell when you don't believe in what you're saying. So showing up in alignment, right? We talk about showing up in alignment all the time. Showing up in alignment also means that if you're selling me something and talking about how amazing it is, but you don't know, you don't believe how amazing it is, I can tell. And you are not in alignment. And you selling is going to feel sleazy because you don't believe in what you're saying. You don't feel like you're telling the truth. People don't really talk about this. People talk about what you need to say, the way that you need to say it, how often you need to say it, where you need to say it, but no one's really talking about the importance of, of first believing in it and the way that that affects, you know, you are not in alignment if you are selling something and talking about how amazing it is, but you don't think that it's that amazing. You don't fully believe in it. People can tell when you are not telling the truth. And when I say truth, I don't mean that you, what you're selling isn't amazing because it is. But for you, you might not feel like you're telling the truth if you don't fully believe that. So you want other people to buy to prove to you that it's valuable. You're putting things out there and you're saying, well, if people are into it, then that means that it's probably valuable. If not, then I should probably change it. Instead of realizing that Instead of realizing that if you just knew that people were out there, like I guarantee you people are out there looking for what you're selling. People make money in real weird ways. People do weird shit and they get clients. (laughs) So whatever it is that you have, you need to know that people are out there wanting it. You need to show up from that place and just invite them. When you start doing that, you're no longer forcing sales. You're no longer spinning out. You're no longer feeling slimy. You're just telling the truth and then you're trusting your people and people love honesty. They love alignment. They love integrity and they love being trusted and it will attract people. That is an attractive way to show up, not feeling like people don't want to feel like you're trying to get them to give you their money. They don't like feeling like you're trying to convince them of something. They just want to be invited into something that you believe in, right? And just like I was talking about how I am really leaning into these six things in my own launch right now, part of that is because I know that the more that I believe in it, the more that you'll, you all will believe in it too, because you're going to watch me doing it, right? So can you believe in what you're selling so much that you live it? Is that possible with what you do in any way that you are, you are living it? And, and then because you're living it, you believe in it so much, all you have to do is just show up and just invite people in. And people see that you are living it, so they feel your integrity and your alignment. And they are just so attracted to you that all of a sudden, people are just showing up like, show me. That is when everything changes. That is when everything changes. That is when people started showing up in my email inbox asking to work with me. My emails. <laughs> What does that happen? Happens for me. <laughs> Cuz that is where I show up, 
right? And that's where my people are. So, okay, number five. The fifth thing that you need to do if you are going to create what you truly desire and move your business forward is you need to be willing to experiment. Here's where we're going to come back to what I was saying earlier in number one, where we were talking about really getting attached and emotional about what you really want, right? And how when things don't work out, it can feel disappointing. So pay attention to this one because this is how I deal with that. Okay. You need to be willing to try things and to be able to tolerate temporary failure. You just do. When people say like, you know, when, when entrepreneurs talk about all of their experiences and all of their failed attempts, it is no joke. It's not just that it will happen. It's that it's necessary. You need to fail because you need to learn from it. If you don't have failures, then you're probably holding yourself back. You're only moving forward in, when you have certainty. And that means that you're not fully moving into what is possible for you. But also you're leaving learnings like on the table. There are things that you could be learning a lot quicker if you just kind of like threw yourself into the fire. Not fun, not comfortable. <laughs> also super useful. So you need to be willing to try things and to be able to tolerate temporary failure. This is the part that people hate. <laughs> we prepare ourselves for things to not go well by running worst case scenarios, right? So like we will try to experiment with something. So let me just give you an example with this launch. A few people have recommended that I use this approach and I'm not, and I'm going to tell you why. So people will be like, well, what's the worst case scenario, right? Like what if like only you know, two people sign up, like run that as like a worst case scenario. And the thing is that like, I, I understand in some cases, this is useful, right? For me to run this and like a couple of people have said it in this way, and this is useful. So for me to say like, okay, if only two people sign up, what's the worst case scenario? Okay, well, it's going to be super valuable for them because <laughs> suddenly they're not sharing their, this space with a bunch of other people. And also like, I mean, I'm still making money and I'm still working with two people who I really like and I'm still creating the content which I can reuse later so it's not that big of a deal. But what I'm not willing to do is I'm not willing to be like, well, you know, I'm just going to be prepared for it to not work out so that way if it doesn't, like, then it's not a big deal, right? Like, and then if it does, like, okay, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Like, meh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Not willing to do that. Not willing to do that to protect myself from being disappointed. And I'm going to tell you why. The problem with that is that that necessarily means that my belief has gone right out the window. I need to walk into this being like, I am about to teach 15 unbelievable fucking entrepreneurs and it is going to be amazing. I am going to fill this program up before like my launch is even done. I'm going to get 15 applications before the launch is even done. That's the way that I'm walking into this. Because if I don't, then my belief is already gone and I am not in alignment when I sell it. Right? If I don't believe in it, I am not aligned every day when I show up to have, the, to, to create this launch, to sign these 15 people up. And people will be able to tell. Why would I expect people to buy into this if I didn't believe in the power of it? And for me, what I'm saying is, it's not like I'm saying, oh, if people don't, if, if 15 people don't sign up for this, then it's not valuable. What I'm saying is, I'm 
launching this through this process, which I am teaching these people, right? (laughs) So I need to believe that this process will create everything that I want. That's what I mean. So I'm not willing to prepare for the worst and say, eh, we'll see what happens. Give up my belief and hope for the best because I know that that is not how shit works. If I settle on a few people, then a few people are going to sign up. I am going to behave in such a way to get only a few people because I've made that my floor, right? So what happens when your non-negotiable becomes a lot higher than before? Like what if my floor is 15 people? Well, if this launch happens and I don't get 15 people, I can handle it because I believe in it so much that I know it's only a matter of time. If I truly believe, then even if this doesn't go well, it doesn't matter because I know it is only a matter of time. This was one shot. Next time, it's going to be fucking amazing. Right? So when you truly believe in it, These temporary failures don't carry nearly as much weight because you can trust the fact that it's just going to teach you what you need to know for next time. If you don't believe in it and you prepare yourself for the worst and then shit doesn't go well, then you use that to affirm that you don't have what it takes and go further into the spiral of staying stuck. That's what I think. So know you can create what you want, know you will get the clients, know that you will make the money, know that they are out there waiting for you, believe in what you're selling. If something doesn't work or whatever, it won't matter because you will know it's only a matter of time. You'll know that you're going to create it. And then you take what you learned and you apply it to the next time and you do it better the next time. You also need to experiment because you need to be willing to do things differently. This is what will will allow you to stand out. When I talk about being yourself is a strategy, being authentic is a strategy, strategy and authenticity are not an either or. Part of that is you doing things differently. Trust yourself to try things that nobody else is doing. Your people will respond amazingly to it because they're your people and they like the fact that you're different. Okay, the sixth thing. The sixth thing that you need to do if you are going to create what you want, move your business forward, get out of this place of accepting that you don't have control over your situation. You do. This is what you need to do. Allow your allow yourself to grow and evolve. Allow space for growth and evolution and pivoting. We get so scared of what if I try it and I hate it? good to know. (laughs) If you try it and you hate it, that's great information because now you can stop obsessing over it. It's okay to try it and not like it. Sometimes the most beautiful things come about because you tried something else and it didn't work. I would never know that I wanted to be a business coach if I didn't start my systems and ops consulting business. That didn't work, right? My fear about what if I try it and I don't actually like it came true. Discovered something so much better. You are allowed to change your mind. You are allowed to pivot. You are allowed to evolve. In fact, you are being asked to. 
It's how you get better. It's how you improve. It's how you get closer and closer to who you really are and better at connecting with your people. You need to give yourself permission to do this before you even get out of the gate. And when you learn something about yourself, you need to be willing to change course. Otherwise, you will get stuck again. There will be resistance. You're going to learn it about yourself. You're going to, there's going to be all this resistance telling yourself that you can't change. You can't change your mind. You can't pivot. You can't evolve. You're going to have to do, do this entire process all over again <laughs> to make yourself, to convince yourself that you have control over the situation and you're not stuck. You're going to have to go through all of this again because this is not a one-time thing. And it is an essential part of the process, right? For you to be the person that you want to be, the business owner that you want to be, for you to have the impact that you want to have, you're going to have to change in the face of learning. That means you're going to have to evolve. Your business might totally change, right? And you are being called on to do that. So don't stop yourself because you're afraid that you might learn that it's not what you're meant to do. You want to learn that it's not what you're meant to do so that you can change into the next thing, right? And by the way, like when I was doing my systems and ops consulting stuff, a lot of you guys who are listening to this podcast right now, you started listening to this podcast back then when I was doing that work. I was doing that work that I was not supposed to be doing, that I didn't love doing. I mean, I'm glad that I did it because it taught me what it taught me. And you guys were still listening to me then. And then when I pivoted, that is when some of you became clients, right? Because I allowed myself to grow and to evolve. People are not sitting around judging you for changing your mind. And if they are, they can go fuck themselves. Who cares, right? (laughs) People are rooting you on and they're waiting for you to do it. Because they want you to be in that place where you're fully in your zone of genius and fully embracing what you're amazing at so that they can work with you, right? Okay, those are my six things. These are practices. This is not a one and done thing. I'm not calling this a framework. I probably could if I wanted to, you know, fit into the way that I'm quote unquote supposed to sell things. But it's not a, it's not a set process. These are just things that you need to know are going to come up. And in this upcoming program, I'm going to be teaching how and why it is so hard to and the things that you need to look out for if you're going to fully embrace these six things, if you're going to start practicing these. It's a forever process. You need to know how they're going to come up. You need to know how it comes up for you. You need to know your cycles. You need to know what your blocks are in order for you to continue to do this, right? So the reason that I'm teaching these concepts is because of that, that you will need to be able to continue to do this. And I want you to understand how to continue to move forward through the process. I want you to know what each part of this looks like for you so that you can spot it as you move forward, right? So that's what I have for you today. If you are on the wait list, fill out your application You'll hear back from me within 24 hours. It will send you everything that you need to officially get enrolled. When you make that first payment, your spot is claimed. If you did not get on the wait list, don't worry. Because after the wait list applications come in next week, when by the time that you hear the next episode, so next Monday, I'm going to be opening applications publicly for the remaining spots. 
follow me on Instagram to get a sneak peek at how many spots are remaining. Um, and I really can't, can't wait to have you guys there. It's going to be unbelievable. I really hope that you trust yourself. If this is what you're feeling called to do, I hope that you really step fully into this knowing that you have control over your situation right now. You have power. You just need to trust yourself, right? And what I really can't wait for is to see the breakthroughs that happen between the time that people enroll and the time that we even start, because just taking that first step that you know you need to take is so often like the really necessary first move that leads to big changes because you have the answers. Nobody else has the answers. You have them. They're already there. I can support you. I can help you. I can give you the accountability. I can teach you how this stuff shows up. I can nudge you. I can show you things that you can't see. I can reflect things back to you. I can do all of that. I can keep directing you back to yourself. I can ask really good questions, but ultimately, you know what you need to do. All right. I will talk to you in the next episode.